This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 110. Marketers, dart your engines. Wait, I thought this was a podcast, not a race. It's a little of both. We're going to let everyone know why they need to move fast on new trends. Well, let's get going. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. In social media, slow and steady will often win the race. But when new features pop up in your social media platform of choice, it's often the first adopters that rise to the front. Don't you find that's true, Madeline? Oh, yeah, for sure. But don't we always say to resist shiny object syndrome? Yes, we absolutely do. But strategically jumping on new trends and features can breathe new life into your social media presence and garner attention. That's right. And you have to do it strategically for sure. There is always this moment where the new feature is getting more visibility because the social network is trying to get people to use it. That always goes away once it has more adoption. Right. So if you don't jump on it right away, when these things come up, sometimes you kind of lose your opportunity. And so there's some strategic reasons that we think that you want to jump on these new trends. Not all the time, not every trend. But here's some of the reasons we really thought of three, really. And the first one is that the social network where the feature pops up is your main platform. So like if you're a Facebook person, you're like interacting with your audience through Facebook and something new jumps up in, in Facebook, you definitely should be trying that. Same thing for Instagram or Twitter or wherever it is that you have your main presence. Those features, if they catch on, you want to make sure that you're one of the people that are on that feature. The second one is the social network where the new feature pops up is one where you're trying to strategically grow. So I know that was something for me when I started IGTV. I wanted to make sure that I was growing in Instagram because I was kind of, you know, settled in Twitter and I had a lot going on in Facebook, but Instagram was slow. So it's another reason to jump on a new feature. And number three, if you see a good portion, like let's say about 25% of your audience moving to the platform or using the feature. I know that I definitely moved to Facebook when my audience moved to Facebook years, years and years ago. And so if you see your audience sort of migrating to a new platform, I'd say right now for me, that's Instagram. I don't know if that is for you too, but I see a lot of people migrating toward Instagram in my audience. So I know I have to be there. So you want to be patient. That's the other part. This feature may take some time to catch on. So it's easy kind of to stop before it really takes off. I think that you know you and I have stories about how we did that and we'll tell them here in a minute. But you need to do a cost-benefit analysis. How much time and effort does it take versus how likely it is to really take off over time? And then you do have to be a little patient, grasshopper, 
right? So you have a, a top of, I mean, you had something to say about that too, Madeline, on Facebook stories, for example. Yeah, I remember when Facebook stories was a brand new thing and nobody was using it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. I would, you know, go to my home feed and at the top where they would have it, maybe one or two people. And I have 5,000 Facebook friends. So you would think out of 5,000, I would regularly see this, at least the marketers, but very few people used it in the beginning. I will always jump on anything new because I want to get to know it. I want to see what it's like, what's good about it, what's bad about it, and be able to share that with people. And then I'll decide if I can invest more time in it. So, but, But I will invest time on the front end for sure. And I just wasn't getting much out of Facebook stories in the beginning. It just wasn't worth my time because nobody paid attention and Instagram stories was still new and that was building momentum. But it seemed like over time and we fast forward to today, it seems like a lot of people are using Facebook stories. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really where it's at now is Facebook stories. Whereas when it first started, what? A year and a half, two years ago. ago. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, really. I mean, we feel like it was forever ago, but it wasn't. Same thing with IGTV, which is a longer form video format that you can upload into Instagram. I started on that right away and started doing a lot of stuff on it and tried to differentiate myself a little bit. And people really loved it. But I was finding that more people were watching my IGTV on Facebook than they were on IGTV. So I kind of migrated away from it. I also had a video editor that went back to school. He, uh, my son is my video editor. So (laughs) I didn't have my video editor anymore. So I kind of stopped doing it. And now they've taken it and they've put it into the main feed. So if you put up an IGTV story, it also shows up in your wall, I guess you can call it, or your Instagram feed. And that particular thing really made it take off. It's starting to take off again. That is so awesome. It's great seeing IGTV becoming big. It seemed like in the beginning when it was new, a lot of people jumped on it. And then it died down and I was really surprised, but I didn't, I, I jumped on it in the beginning and then I just didn't have the time to invest. But now I'm re-looking at this going, hmm, it's really becoming very favorable. So uh, I think, you know, video is where it's at these days. So I think IGTV is something everybody should be looking into, but we're going to talk about the benefits here. And I think one of the biggest benefits with all of this that we're talking about is the algorithm. You know, the algorithm can really play in your favor. I remember when Facebook Live was brand new, the algorithm was the best part of it because back in the beginning, if you went live on Facebook, the algorithm made sure all of your friends knew that you were live and you would get lots and lots of people coming on live to watch you broadcast. Plus it was just new and exciting. So people were like, huh, I wonder what this is. Let me, oh, Madeline Sklar is live. Let me go see what that's all about. But the algorithm really was a huge benefit It's not so much these days because these platforms are always moving. They're very fluid and they're always adjusting and readjusting. And these days, that's not their biggest priority. So when you go live, that algorithm is not as great as it once was. Do you find that when you're going live as well? Oh, definitely. But I mean, certainly going live is still a really powerful thing. Yes. But that's what we're talking about, getting on these trends early and taking advantage of like that first blush of the algorithm to really get noticed or get in front of a lot of people. You can grow a lot of followers and fans and people that you will will benefit you down the line in your business and what you're doing with that first blush of that algorithm. Yeah. And, and just like now, how IGTV, the algorithm is definitely favoring it right now on Instagram, where you do an IGTV, it shows up in the main feed. That's huge. 
it didn't do that initially. So, you know, them adjusting the algorithm made it very beneficial and made, you know, made it a big benefit to be utilizing IGTV. So always be looking at the algorithm and how that will benefit you. Also, shiny object syndrome. I mean, some of us are very into that. I'm very bad about that. I always love being an early adopter. When something's new, I want to check it out and learn everything I can about it. There's a lot of novelty in that. You know, a lot of people are into just the whole novelty of something that's brand new. I just think, you know, if you can make time to do that when something's new, jump on it, do the whole shiny object thing. Just don't let it consume you. That's when it becomes troublesome, right, Cammy? Like when you go a little overboard with all that. Oh, definitely. And you really do need to be strategic about it because yes. if you do something really notable during that first blush, those other early adopters are also going to notice you and you'll end up in lists of people that are doing cool things and you're going to get a lot of recognition for that. So try to be the person that is doing something notable rather than just consuming all of that information. Yeah. And another great benefit to, you know, why you should move fast on a new trend is that there's less competition. So when Facebook Live was new, I didn't have a lot of competition. When IGTV was brand new, I didn't have a lot of competition. You'll find that you're in a, in a much smaller place. You're not there with all the masses. And that can really help you stand out and have a whole lot less competition so that you can get more eyeballs on you, which is really important. And it also helps you build an audience quickly, which is what we all want, right? We want to be able to build up an audience and do so quickly, although slow and steady does win the race. But there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with building it up quickly as well. And you'll find that these are really great benefits to jumping on trends. Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, there's a lot of obstacles as well. So we want to talk about those and what those are and sort of how you can overcome them. The first one is the time that it takes for you to learn something new. And I think even our own mindset is part of that because we're a little resistant to learning new things when we first come when they first come on the market. And so I was a little resistant, honestly, to doing a ton of online video, just jumping on and live streaming. Although I did do live streams of our events for years and have done them for years, I was a little resistant to just jumping on a camera and starting to talk to people because I wanted to make sure it was really valuable, which is why we actually did the episode we did just recently about the script that you need in order to do great live stream video, it's I, th I think it is important to have something really amazing to say. So it does take a little bit of time to learn. There's a little learning curve on certain things. Certainly video is one of those. Other things are just, you know, how they're used. I think, you know, we were talking about a feature that Instagram had the other day, which is um, you can invite people to a chat, you know, the chat sticker. There's a sticker you can put in your stories that invite a certain number of people to your chat and you tag the people you want in your chat. That was really interesting because how do you use that for a business? It sounds very personal. Like, how do you bring a chat together? That sounds like something you do with your friends, right? Not something you do yeah. with, on a business feed. But some people are using it as a business feed because they're saying, hey, you want to jump on a chat? You know, apply to jump on a chat with me here and we're going to have a talk about the specific thing. And so if you're sort of an influencer, that's a great opportunity for people to meet with you and have a chat with you in real time about a specific topic. So it is sometimes hard to see what the use will be. So you have to think about that. Fear of the new is the second one, which is really, I think, just a mindset problem, which is, hey, I've got this whole thing down. Don't throw a wrench in my side. So when I was first blogging, I still remember this like it was yesterday. I was really busy with the blogging, you know, putting out the articles and having the whole blog come together. And then when I realized everybody was on Twitter and they were starting to talk to each other, this is 2007, 2008. And 
I realized that, oh my gosh, my entire audience is on Twitter. I need to go on Twitter. And I still remember thinking, gosh, how, did, how am I going to keep up with two social media networks? <laughs> my blog <laughs> and Twitter. That's really funny now, isn't it? It really <laughs> is. We've got, yeah, it is kind of funny because now we've got Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And you don't have to do them all, of course, because we are social media marketing people. We do them all. I know you do too, Madeline. Although I know Twitter is your, your jam. We do all of these platforms. And so yes, we do. It's very frustrating, I think, whenever you have a flow down, like a, a workflow, I guess you could say, for a new thing to kind of monkey it up. So that's a little bit of the fear of the new. And then also waiting for someone to tell you how. That's the big one. You know, like I'm going to watch and see what other people do. And then I'm going to see what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to take a class or a course. But I really urge you to overcome that by just trying it out because that's the thing. You don't have to stick with it. You can start and just kind of see how it works. And also, I wouldn't jump on too many at once. You know, don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, you definitely don't want to jump on every single trend. Some of us social media marketers, that's part of our work and it's what we do. But for most people, no, you don't, you don't need to jump on every trend. And there's a couple of things to think about with that. Depends if it lines up with your mission. You know, what is your purpose? Does it line up with that? Many times it doesn't. So you don't have to stress over trying to be on top of all of these. And what are you trying to accomplish in where your audience is at? I remember when Snapchat was new and it was all kids. And I kept oh, yeah. thinking, okay, do I want to be on here? It's not my core audience. But eventually I gave it a try, tried it out and tried to find what could I do with it that would make it work for me and my business. And, you know, even though it wasn't my primary community on there, it's still a great way to get attention. I mean, if you if you are trying these, they're new and there's less competition like we talked about, you know, you can find ways to make it work for you, but it really boils down to where's your audience at? And when it comes to these different platforms, you should always know which one of them are are they using that you can take advantage of. Also, if you want to build an audience on a particular platform, you might want to use a new feature as a jumping off point to get a toehold. And that is super smart. Um, yes. Like, you know, right now you keep hearing about TikTok, you know, and it's short form video, right? It's, it's like, what was that short form one years back that's not even around? I can't believe I can't even think of the name now. The six second videos. Vine. So Vine. Vine. Remember yeah, Vine. Oh, Vine. So, totally. so yeah, like my, yeah. my understanding of TikTok, I'm not on TikTok. I hear about it a lot, but it's very similar to Vine, right? Because you've been on it. Oh, I have actually. Um, TikTok used to be Musical.ly actually years ago. Right, and I was talking about right. Musical.ly all the time because I really saw the younger kids jumping on it. And I knew that it was sort of going to be a thing. And they do a lot of lip syncing, you know, there. So they have music that's involved with it. So you can have a music and you can lip sync or you can just do a video. Plus, they have some live options as well. And so it's its own little platform. And I honestly think that for the younger crowd, this is going to become huge. Almost everybody in the junior high is on it, which they probably shouldn't all be because they're not all 13 years old. That's one of the things I kind of wonder about social networks. We can maybe cover that sometime or talk about that sometime. Yeah. But I do find that that's a really interesting problem with social networks in general. But TikTok honestly is huge with the younger kids. It's a little bit more hip, which is why I don't know if I feel 100% comfortable with it myself. Although, you know, I'm a big singer. But and I don't mind being goofy, as you guys all know, if you've listened to our interests. But anyway, so yeah, I, I feel like, you know, you have to think about that. Is your audience there? And I don't think mine is right now. I think that the day is coming where they will be. 
Yeah. Well, here, here's something interesting. I, something happened today where I was just talking to someone about TikTok. I had tweeted an article that was all about how to market yourself on TikTok. And one of my Twitter Smarter Chat regulars, his name is Jake Simmons, he had tweeted me back this today and he said, when I go on there, it's just kids. You know, do, mm-hmm. is there anybody you know using TikTok that's a creator who isn't filming from their school that maybe I could follow? And mm-hmm. so I came back to him. I said, well, first of all, there's always a way to make these platforms fit into your brand or and at minimum, if not that, to at least get yourself some attention, you know, just by learning how to, you know, trying it out, use it and learn how to make it work for you. But mm-hmm. I do have one of my Twitter Smarter Chat regulars and he's also been a guest. His name is Jay Matt and he has done really well with TikTok. He, I know that's not his, I mean, he's a DJ, he's a radio DJ, mm-hmm. but I know the kids on there. At least there he knows lots his, of songs so he can listen to them. He knows lots them. of songs, that's, yeah. That's but, really helpful. But they're fun to watch. And I know you don't always see adults, you see a lot of kids on there, but he's making it work for himself. And he actually has 22,000 followers and he's been liked 600,000 times. So he's making it work for himself and he's having fun in the process. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you know, do you want to jump on every trend? No, but you know, it's okay to experiment and try some and see if it fits with what you're aligned with. And maybe, maybe your community's not on there, but you, you know, I see J Matt taking his TikTok videos and tweeting them out. And what is that doing? That is getting attention for him on Twitter and sending people over to TikTok and it's getting more people going, hmm, TikTok looks interesting. So it's almost like this, you know, cycle that's happening. And that's my exposure on TikTok has been from watching J-Matt show videos on Twitter. So uh, something interesting to think about for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting because with Musical.ly, when it was still called Musical.ly, now TikTok, whenever the Teen Choice Awards started giving awards for TikTok uh, Musical.ly creators, which are now TikTok creators, I knew that we'd kind of come to a point, you know what I'm saying, where this thing was like, not going to kind of roll back anytime soon. And so I think that you're absolutely right. You can use these things for a lot of things. You can also use Snapchat that way too. We used to do it all the time, um, do a snap and then download it and then upload it to Twitter or other platforms, right. including Instagram. So that's when Instagram started saying, hey, and they started adding all the features as well because they were having a little war back and forth. And so Snapchat is still going pretty strong, um, especially with kids that are using it as a messaging platform largely. So there's so many ways that you can use these things. I'm not saying you should be in all of them though. We really are serious. Um, You want to make sure that you don't overwhelm yourself with this show. We're just trying to say there are some things that you might want to consider as you move forward and don't get stuck in one platform and not realize your audience has moved away from you. Good point. Yeah. So what are the trends right now? As of this recording, we pulled a few trends, features we see some on some of the top social media networks. We thought we'd share them with you today. And if you listen later, it might be something new. Okay, so don't hold oh, us to I this. I guarantee if you're you six this. months. If you're listening yeah. six months into the future, there'll be something new for sure. We Absolutely. know how that works. Yeah. And one of the things that I like to do is I go on to Google and I, and I type new feature and then the name of the, of the uh, network. So I'll say that's new smart. features, YouTube, new features, Instagram, new features, Twitter. And actually, that's how I keep on top of the news. And then I click on the news column so I can see what's yes. new in the news on it. So here's a couple. Instagram. New trends and features. We've said it already. IGTV. It's now showing up in the timeline of your Instagram feed. Because of that, it's a really, really good time to jump back on it. I intend to do so. Maybe you guys should too. Um, so you can follow me at Cami Chat and hold my feet to the fire. Where's your IGTV? <laughs> so <laughs> let me know. 
And uh, Instagram chat sticker, we talked about that too. It's used to create an instant focus group about a topic or idea. Oh, hey, this is a great way to learn what your your ideal avatar customer might want. Pull them into a, a chat and ask them questions and you know engage with them and ask them questions. So we have a couple of um, TechCrunch articles and other Instagram statuses and stuff that we are sharing with you in the show notes. You can go there and see kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. What about Twitter, Madeline? What about Twitter? Uh, Twitter. Well, Twitter, there's always something new and exciting when it comes to trends and features. A couple of things to mention. First, there's a, a brand new feature that has just come out very recently on desktop where you can now search your DMs. So like, let's say, Cammy, I'm looking for a DM. You and I had a conversation we had, and maybe it's been a while, you know, before you had to scroll. And you had to scroll. Yeah. If it, the longer ago it was, the more scrolling you did. It could be really challenging. So what's great is I could just type your name in and it's going to pull up all of our conversations, whether it's a single just between you and I or a group conversation. Maybe you're in a group that I've had a conversation with. It's super awesome. By now, it should have been rolled out to everyone. So everybody listening, it should be in your desktop, you know, browser-based Twitter. If not, then just know it's coming very soon. So that's really exciting. And that is super helpful. I just really love these new features that just makes the experience even better. Well, and I love what you just said about that. Just cutting in for a second. It uh kind of is like the Instagram chat sticker because, except for better, because you can have a chat with a group in Twitter DMs. So you can do the same thing as the chat sticker in Twitter DMs. And then because you can now search them, you can go back and search for keywords and stuff that might pull up, you know, the It's not doing keywords yet. Right now, it's just by name. Okay, by name. Okay, well, that name. still helps to get it. It really does. It really does. It, it it makes it that much easier. If you could just remember who you talked to that particular thing about, you know, with, uh, then at least you can, you know, search that way. Another really cool feature that, that Twitter has that a lot of people don't know about is called Media Studio. And Media Studio is super cool because it allows you to add a call to action link when you're doing video. So if you are uploading a video into Twitter, and you go into Media Studio, it lets you put a call to action link so I could have a video that people can click on and take them to wherever I want to send them, whether it's to the YouTube video version. Maybe I have a little clip of something. I've done that where I have, I have like a, actually a how-to on how to do Twitter threads is one of my uh, really cool how-to videos I've done that's gotten a lot of attention. I'll have a clip on Twitter, but they can click on it. It takes them to the full YouTube video. You can also have a bolded headline and description in the tweet itself. So not only do you have the tweet with the verbiage of what you say in the tweet, you'll have the verbiage at the top, the video underneath and below it, a bolded headline and a description. And that is super incredible. I'm amazed at how many people have told me they did not know this was available. So it's called Media Studio. Now, the thing is, in order to get Media Studio, you have to have a Twitter ads account. And the beauty of this is, is that you can sign up for an ads account, go to ads.twitter.com, and you can do this for free. They do require a credit card on file to open up an ads account, but you can literally open it up, put a credit card on file, and never use the credit card, never buy an ad. It just opens up a new layer of navigation, and in there is Media Studio. So I have an article where I've written about this. Just go to madelinesklar.com slash media studio. I'll also have a link to that in the show notes. That is beautiful. I mean, that is such a great feature. I'm looking forward to using it. In fact, it was um, just, I think it was yesterday or day before I said, oh, 
I wanted to put up a tweet and I remembered you talking about this um, when we were preparing for the show. I was like, where did she say that was? So I was really looking for it. I was getting to the show <laughs> so I could go back and revisit that. So Facebook. So new trends and features in Facebook. Right now, there's one called Watch Party. This is really interesting. If you have a group, you'll see this and it'll say, do you want to schedule a watch party? So you can schedule a party to watch a video that's already been live streamed. So somebody say I live stream social media breakfast and you and your group want to then watch it later at a different time than we did. You can schedule a watch party and watch all together and you guys can have a chat around it in the watch party. So I was thinking about Sandy, who we'll talk about here in, in, in another episode coming up. But Sandy, um, she started Savannah He's as uh, the Savannah Social Media Breakfast. And I know sometimes they listen in to the um, Houston Social Media Breakfast. So this would be a really good opportunity for that kind of a group to use the content that I've already put out there um, on the Social Media Breakfast platform and do it on a different day, you know, and, and watch it together at once. So I think that's a really awesome thing you can use Media Studio for. I mean, watch party for. Yeah, um, that's a great so, idea. Yeah. So that was good. Anyway. All right. Well, our call to action for this episode is we want you to choose one of these above features or trends that Kimmy and I just talked about or any other trend or feature you may have noticed lately and try it out. Then report back to the group over in our private Facebook group and let us know how it went. And if you're not currently a member of our private Facebook group, go to communitiesatconvert.com slash group. Yep. We would hope that you would come there. Definitely try something out. Definitely come and talk to us about it. If you get stuck or have questions, it's also a great place to come ask your question so we can help you out. So we look forward to talking to you next week where we have a great episode coming up about how to find out what your community really wants and will pay for. It's going to be Ooh. really great. Ooh. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for right, listening. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com and that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.